Ladies and gentlemen, you're now listening to the Hoop Kings podcast presented by a work of art media. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your man, Coach Flight, and welcome to the 11th installment of the Hoop Kings podcast. Hey, you know how we do. We getting down in the gritty, talking everything to strategy, to opinion, to coaching. Hey, I'm back in the booth with my brother from another, the medieval one, King Art. It is I and I am him. This is the medieval King Art. Thank you so much for joining us again right here on the Hoop Kings podcast. We get everything basketball, you get everything history in terms of the past, present, and future. We have a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk about, we're going to recap the finals. We've been offline for a few weeks. We're going to get back and talk about the finals. A quick recap. Of course, going to review the NBA draft. They have a special episode coming down the line talking about this crazy free agency. Let's get it started off real quick and talk about, of course, the NBA finals. Man, just really wanted to recap the NBA finals and not necessarily get into the games. We, we know who won. Right. We pretty much broke down the series, man, for two or three episodes there uh, from nine or from eight to ten. But this I want to talk about the outlook and what it means for 22-23. Okay. We're always they're trying to think ahead, man. And that's the beauty of the offseason in the NBA is what's to come. That's why free agency to me is the most exciting part of the NBA season. Yeah. And the tinkering with rosters, man, the player movements, what stars are where? Are they staying home? Are they going to better situations? Or are they going to worse situations? But I think when you look back at this NBA Finals, there are a couple things that come to mind with how teams will begin to operate. And I think we're seeing that here at the start of the summer. And what I mean by that is, your champion, the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, they have the greatest shooter of all time in Steph Curry. Right. Obviously, you got Klay Thompson, yep. who's a Hall of Famer, and you got Draymond Green as well. Yep. Those guys are homegrown guys. Yeah, drafted. As well as pretty much everybody else on their roster. Mm-hmm. There's really nobody of significance that comes off the roster that you're like, hey, they came from a situation to come over. Yeah. And this is post-Kevin Durant. So to me, that is the way that you need to begin to look and how to build your franchise moving forward. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that here with the free agency. Some teams are modeling that outlook. Yeah. But to me, when you have a homegrown champion, it means more to the NBA because it means that the business model is working. Right. And that honestly, that some of these guys, I think they can finagle their way into situations and get automatic chips. Those days is over with to me. Because to I me- I think so. It, it, when, when you build from the ground up, mm-hmm. it attracts guys. Right. There's something about team chemistry as well. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. And to me, if that's anything, that, that's why I always tell people, and not to get off, but this is why I always tell people, bro, the way that the game is meant to be played will never stop being that. No matter the money, no matter how good the player is, no matter the power that the player has, if you don't respect the game itself, right. you're not going to win. Mm. You're going to fail. Yeah. Golden State is doing it the right way, and you're seeing that in the results of another championship. And just in general, in terms of the finals, man, I think, you know, you had said that everybody was homegrown. I think outside of Harrison Barnes, who came over from Minnesota. Correct. I think everybody else has definitely been rooted from the ground up, meaning from the draft to training camp to player development with coaches. And that's what we're going to be seeing in the next, I guess, quote-unquote, generation with the Kamingas 
you know, coming off the bench and Moses and, Moody, you know, what I mean, and and, uh, and Wiseman, mm-hmm. them just contributing, you know, to the squad currently. And I think that Golden State is definitely where they're supposed to be with being the almost crowned 2023 champions with everybody coming back. Yeah. Are you talking to me off wax about signing DiVincenzo, who is a legit starting 2-3 in the NBA. Wow. Coming off the bench for them. So yes. the strong gets stronger when you reload. Um, I think that um, I was watching the uh, the Old Man the Three podcast with J.J. Reddick, mm-hmm. and they had Draymond Green and Stephen A. Smith on there. And uh, Draymond, you know, was talking about how, like, Steph finally kind of stepped into his role of being that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when KD was on the team, he kind of just took the back seat. But now he knows, like, I can get a bucket whenever I want to. Yes. And that's a different mindset when you get into that stratosphere of if I touch the ball, I'm going to score. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. How, he used to, how he used to feel with Jordan, how he used to feel with you know, with KD and with LeBron. It's like, he, it, like with Shaq. Like when the ball goes in the post, you're getting two points. It's it's nothing you can do no matter how great your scheme or defense mm-hmm. is. It's just nothing you can do. Exactly, man. So I can only imagine being a defender in the NBA having to guard Steph Curry as soon as he crossed half court. You know what I mean? It feels like I can I can backpedal back on defense. I can pick you up at the three point line. I can help help side. It don't work. It, you know what I'm saying? So just just that demographic of him changing the entire NBA scheme and seeing it on a world stage like the NBA Finals, and then teams basically have to recruit from across the country to get guys to beat this juggernaut Golden State. Yeah, I mean you hit it on the head. And one thing I want to highlight about Steph is the master of craft. Mm. Everybody looks at the three-point shooting like and how that. electric it is. No, no, no. Th- th- that's just an addition to what he's brought to the game of basketball. His mm-hmm. off-the-ball movement yeah. is special. I mean, you're only talking about the likes of Reggie Miller, Ray Allen. Richard Hamilton. Richard Hamilton. Guys yeah. like that mm-hmm. who moved without the basketball so free. Clay Thompson's another one. Yeah. So willingly, uh, but so fundamentally sound. In terms of how he's getting his shots, where is he mm-hmm. getting them from? Steph doesn't take those threes all the time. A lot of his threes are uh, ISO situations, or if he's coming off a screen. A lot of times, yeah. if the big's not showing, or if the switching, he'll take advantage of the mismatch. Mm-hmm. But Steph's getting shots from all levels of the floor. He is. He's getting layups. He's getting shots from the corners. Mid-range. He's getting yep. from mid-range, pinch post, elbow area. Mm-hmm. Not only shooting a three corners. From the top of the key, from the wings, floaters, yeah, floaters in the. Yeah. I mean, really, he's he's the guy in the league when it comes to mm-hmm. being able to get a floater off in the lane. If you yeah. want to talk about that specific shot, so right. to me, you're talking about a guy that's a master of craft, and we need to, as as basketball connoisseurs and as basketball fans, need to recognize the brilliance of that. Um, I'll speak to this too, man. When it comes to homegrown talent, and not to mistake Boston either, because Boston <clears throat> is homegrown as well. Oh, for when sure. you talk about the likes of Tatum, Brown, yeah. Robert Williams. Williams, uh, Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart. Yep. I mean, you're talking about that core, and then you bring in a guy like Al Horford, who feels like he's homegrown. Yeah. He's been in Boston so long on, on two stints. Right. Um, they're doing it the right way as well. And then you talk about a monster pickup yesterday, and we'll dive into that a little more about yeah. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. So the rich get richer. So to me, if there's a rematch of the finals, don't be surprised next year. Yeah. And, and that's what this is. It's an outlook to 22-23. These are probably two of the one or two top teams in their conference going into the season right now. Right. You know, they're yeah. doing it the right way. Um, both teams really didn't draft, but you really don't need to because of the, the young talent that you have. Right. And also, too, where's the young talent coming from, too? Um, you mentioned 
Golden State, Wiseman. I mean, this kid is, you know, heralded to Chris Bosh coming out. Mm-hmm. Does he have a little bit of that game? Is he better defender at the point of, at this point of his career? He probably will be pushed to that at first before he puts the ball in the bucket yeah. uh, next season. Mm-hmm. Moses Moody, Kaminga, two gigantic wings. Kaminga, 6'8", 6'9", Moody's 6'6", 6'7", mm-hmm. two athletic wings. Moody can score. You know what I'm saying? So you're talking about bigger athletes who can defend as well as put the ball in a hole yeah. in the likes of an Andrew Wiggins. You can easily see Kaminga or Moody taking his place in another year or two mm-hmm. as the guy, as this team continues to stay at that top level. Yeah. But even when you go to Boston and you look at what they're doing, uh, like you said, true point guard, they got it in Brogdon. But even off that, Pritchard is a shooter who can provide shooting. That's what they need. They didn't play him a lot, but you can see that flowing in the next season. And then two, where they need to kind of rest their laurels is um, maintain their presence inside and, and, and I like what they're doing with Robert Williams they, they gave away Tice um, they're here in, early in free agency yeah. but at least with Robert Williams coming back you know there's an anchor inside and you know at some point in the east maybe not against Golden State in the finals but in the east against Minnesota or against Miami and against uh, Milwaukee you gotta have Robert Williams play so I love what these two teams are doing they're doing it the right way from the way the business model is presented in the NBA. Yeah, for sure, man. Just to wrap it up on, on my end, you know, when you win, you're going to be able to get good free agents. Oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> no doubt about you, it. You know what I'm saying? So if you win the championships or if you're getting the conference championships or we see that you got good coaching, that you have good ownership, you have good management when it comes to the GMs in that office, you're going to want to play with those guys. And you see guys on first team all NBA, when you have the, you know, the, the Batman to somebody's rob, and you have a, another all-star on the wing. You want to want to play with people like that. And with Brogdon, this feels like he's still trying to find his niche ever since he won the Rookie of the Year. I just want him to find a home in Boston because, of course, if you win in Boston, the fans are going to absolutely adore you. Yes, they will, man. You know what I'm saying? So when you need someone to come off the bench and provide that traditional point guard ability, be able to play make, and also give you a buck when you need one, he's definitely that guy. And with Golden State, it's kind of just next man up, to be honest with you, man. It's like it's almost like a second dynasty that they're starting. I'm not saying it's going to be one, but they have the pieces to mold and create one. No doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? They still have the same ownership, have the same GM, have the same coach, and you're only going to get better with experience. You know what I'm saying? Because you can have all these, you know, all-stars, all-NBA players come together, but who are the teams that we see in the finals? Facts. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing we're seeing Phoenix with leadership. We're seeing Milwaukee because they have, in my opinion, the best player in the league in Giannis. And they're homegrown too. Even though Middleton came from Detroit, he's been to Milwaukee for a good time now in order to build that camaraderie with the squad. So when you get to the finals, that's what it's all about. You see these teams that have been there. You see teams with chemistry. You see teams with good management, ownership, and coaching. I, I couldn't have said it better than that. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like we'll witness a, a franchise that will bring in multiple stars or try to do it again. Yeah. A, oh, team, of course. a franchise is desperate, but it's not sustained success. Mm-hmm. And I think that once these franchise once these franchises realize that it's not sustained success, that error will quickly dissolve. Yeah. Um man, I just is it'll be hard for me not to say Golden State isn't the the team to repeat moving into 22-23 just off the I mean hell what you did yesterday with even Chinzo but more than ever yeah just evolving your team in the way that it's supposed to be mm-hmm. this is and and they're a champion that's great for the game as well man they're a champion that is 
world class, world class personified. You're not going to get any craziness coming out. As much on the court stuff that Draymond and his antagonization and stuff like that. Right. The guy is a really good individual. He's not getting in trouble. Right. You know, outside the game. He's right. a great father, great person, has a podcast. He's just opinionated, and a lot of people can't take that. Mm-hmm. So what? New media. New, exactly. <laughs> so what, man? They're doing it the right way, man. Yeah. So to me, this is just the beginning, like you said, of a potential second dynasty mm-hmm. or second run at championships. And we're all witnessing, man. And I heard this, and maybe this is a separate podcast. In terms of the GOAT, nobody won on Jordan's watch. Steph tied LeBron. Whose heir is it really? I'll just leave it right there. All right. I'm going to easily transition to guys who can create their own new eras in terms of dominance NBA. And that's just the 2022 NBA draft. So I'm going to go ahead and let Coach Flight, you know, give us his uh, expertise when it comes to the review of the picks that were made and basically what the future can be for those teams. Man, it was so crazy, man, because I was watching this draft on a plane. <laughs> this guy right Come here, man. In, man. So, so, Ray, shout he out to Southwest him Airlines. Some basketball. Shout out to Southwest Airlines. Shout man. out, shout out. Taking care of me, man. That's 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 what I love, man. I love Southwest. You know, beautiful, beautiful. Never done me wrong. And they got ESPN. There's nothing I can ask for, man. <laughs> that's all I can ask for. So yes, I was sir. able to witness the draft, but I, you know, I got got to the crib. Broke it down some more, man. Like I said, going into this draft, man, it, it, the, the stars may not pop. No. The, there's one or two guys that I think will pop and be franchise guys. Mm-hmm. I'll highlight those guys. Bancaro, number one, going to the Magic. Yeah. You you got to ride this young fella, and I think he's got the shoulders that you can ride him. Kids got game. I thought it was going to be Jabari Smith. That's what Me they too. were going to. Go, yeah, yeah. But it makes sense. Because you got to have a guy down there. Jalen Suggs is a pure point. Mm-hmm. Cole Anthony, he's an Eric Gordon type guy. He's a guy six man-ish, mm-hmm. can score. Great, you know, vocal guy. He can be your heartbeat to a team, but you need a guy who can get it down the stretch. Yeah. And I think Ben Carroll can grow into that. You got Mo Bamba down there. So yeah. you got some babies to work with. The other guy that I see jumping off the roof in this draft and will make an impact right away. Jade and Ivy going to Detroit, number five. A lot of people have been saying that, man. Kid, like I said, kid yeah. plays similar to John Morant, a little bigger, 6'4". Mm-hmm. Um, has length with it. I think putting him on or off the ball with Cade Cunningham in Detroit, I mean, now you you got a nice nucleus. That's legit. And yeah. I'll even add their other pick coming in here, Jalen Duran, who was drafted by the Hornets but traded away to the Pistons. Uh, that was that Kimball Walker deal where the Pistons bought him out. Gotcha. But getting a kid like Jalen Duran, who I said if Dwight Howard and Bam Adebayo had a baby, that's it. Mm-hmm. Him coming in to that situation is great because now you got two young guys who you know will play a lot for you mm-hmm. that can grow with the franchise along with Kate Cuttingham. And you still got Isaiah Stewart there. And you got some other young guys there as well. So yeah. to me, the, the Pistons won the draft. Easily by far. Pistons won the draft. When you get two top five picks, essentially that's what Jalen Duran can be. He was one of the best big men in the draft, maybe second, third best big man. You got yourself something to work with, man. And, and having Ivy and Duran uh, going there along with Kay Cunningham, 
You know, I'm excited to see what's up in Detroit, man. Yeah. Troy Weaver, old PG in the league, man, doing a hell of a job as general manager up there. Mm. They're finally investing in that franchise, man, because to me, the league is better when no traditional teams are great. Mm-hmm. When the Knicks are good, when the Pistons are good, the, the NBA is better. We need that that Midwest, uh, that grit yeah, back, yeah, yeah. and that's what the Pistons can bring. Any thoughts on that, bro? My thoughts is on Chet Holmgren because uh, mm. I saw him on the shop with uh, with Matt Carter and them. Real and, outspoken, I'll say that. Yeah, and um, you know, and Gary Payton was on there as well, and of course, they were just kind of giving him the. The critiques, of course, the first thing that stands out is his, his slender body. And you say, you know, and Gary Payne was like, there's one thing you, I want you to do is just lift the weights, and I'll put some weight on. And Chet was like, man, I've been doing that. It's like, there's just some guys that, <laughs> if y'all can see uh, Coach's face right now when I said that, but uh, you can tell somebody's <laughs> been in the gym or not. And uh, you might be lifting some weights, no. but maybe some, no. you know, some bands. You need to get some, some, uh, Barbells, some dumbbells. Nah, they need to go on that CT Fletcher workout plan, bro. And eat some burgers and some PB. That Mike Rasheed workout and plan. Some PB and J and some milk. Like you really need to gain all weight, bro. Iron. Yeah, man. So it's kind of just pulling like an eight mile situation to you know name all of his flaws and what he's been working on. But I really think that because you know, of course, people projected him as being number one because you know it's a seven foot, what four or five dude, a seven. Thousand wingspan, like you know what I mean, can shoot the three <laughs> and all that. Seven, not seven, six, like it's seven, nine, something, it's something like that. crazy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like I'll be really intrigued to watch him with OKC. Um, that's really what stood out for me, and in terms of Ivy as well, Purdue. I saw him go to work on my house, they Buckeyes, so I know the talent that's there in uh, in Purdue now. Detroit has in Detroit. I like to see their backcourt. I like to see how they're building from the ground up. Uh, maybe they can sneak into a, a play-in tournament game. So uh, those two guys, and of course Jabari as well. I, mean, I thought he was going to go number one. I just feel that you know he had the NBA body, he had the talent, he had the <clears> game. <throat> By the end of the day, man, you know the ones that you know the cream always comes to the top. It doesn't matter if you're number one pick or the second round Pretty, draft pick. It sure does, man. Yeah. I, uh, getting on to Jabari real quick, he can step in as a guy that can provide. A few minutes down there in Houston. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. that's going. That's going to run through Jalen Green. Oh, for sure. You lost Tristan Wood. Um, mm-hmm. You lose John Wall, obviously. So you know you're going to struggle again this coming year. Yeah. You got the young big man, international big man down there that can play. Your heart and soul, Jay Sean Tate, just resigned again for three years, twenty plus. Shout million. out Jay Sean Tate. Man, shout out to shout out to the uh, OH legend there, yeah. man. Um, there. So the Rockets, they're coming. A few other guys that stick out, Keegan Murray will be a guy that's going to fit right into what Mike Brown wants to do mm-hmm. in Sacramento. Benedict Matherin, the number six at the Pacers, has came in and said he ain't scared of nobody, and LeBron got to prove it. <laughs> uh, hey, I don't know what he's smoking, but I want some Man, of that, though. he on that weed. Hey, he on something, bro. You know Duh. what I'm saying? But he, <laughs> him, him, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill should be a nice backcourt yeah. in Indiana. They going to struggle a little bit because Miles Turner been talking in some trade talks. He it's, needs to get out. He's been in trade talks for like three years and I'm straight. Here, the, 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 the one that's sticking out there is the one of Toronto because Toronto needs a big. But that, that's the one I'm seeing. But even if he stays, you might have a borderline playoff team. But Miles Turner needs to be on a contender. Yeah, I like to see him good. in Toronto. He's that good. Yeah, that will be a nice pickup. A uh, couple other picks that stand out to me. Um, another team that stuck out to me is the San Antonio Spurs. They're starting mm, from the ground up, trading DeJounte Murray there. Yeah, man. Starting over. But you, you pick up Jeremy Sochan out of Baylor. 
a good combo guard, 6'3", 6'4". Energy guy that's going to give you great defensive effort. You get my man, like I said, who I felt was the best freshman in the country this year, Malachi Branham, just because his game translates. So you're getting an automatic two that can score yeah. uh, there. And then you pick up Blake Wesley down late in the draft. A te- two teams that I like that did very well in their observations. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Cavaliers, Oshai Abaji, wing out of Kansas. Um, can't oh, say man. enough about that. Guy's a winner, won a national yeah. championship, was their best player, who's going to provide some 3 and D length uh, for that team. Mm-hmm. Another team that I thought did very well under the radar, and then I'll get to my sleepers for the draft, but another team okay. that stuck out, the Denver Nuggets. Christian Braun, who was from that Kansas team, okay. PG, and then you got Peyton Watson, who's another guard uh, who got picked up by OKC at 30 going to Denver as well. So okay. Denver gets two talented guards. Peyton Watson's out of UCLA. You get two young guards there that can come in. That's why I can see the trade, even though you're bringing in Smith and, yeah, and yeah. Caldwell Pope over. But I can mm-hmm. see that's why Murray goes out. I can see why, Man. you know, uh, Will Buford goes out. You know, mm-hmm. I can see why those guys, Will Barton, excuse me, Will goes gone. out. Yeah. You got two good wings there. Um, sleepers in the second round, guys that I know that's going to stick. Andrew Nimhar going to the Pacers. Nice backup guard can shoot it. Uh, Max Christie to the Lakers. Yeah. Good young guy out of uh, Michigan State. I told you before we started, I felt he should have stayed. He would have been a bona fide first round pick, but when the money calls, the money calls. You answer. Yeah. But you should make that Laker roster. They, they need a guy like that. Big wing who can shoot a little bit, play a little D. Yeah. Fits that 3 and D mode. That's where the NBA is trending to. For sure. My guy, Bryce McGowan's. Who should now should play a lot in Minnesota the way they gave up picks, and we'll get to that here. Oh my, yeah, we definitely gonna talk about you that. You know what I'm saying? But he should play a lot. A guy who can he play with a lot the of ball. Time. Yeah, and honestly, I'm looking at their their guard situation with D'Angelo should be right there with D'Angelo as taking care of that basketball yeah. for that team. Yeah, EJ Liddell underrated. Him and Zion will be a small front line, but man, he has a seven foot wingspan. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's a guy you put on the front line with Zion. They gonna cause a lot of problems down there. Know you. I expect Noya to be a top four team in the West this year. Man, who they at minimum? I mean, that team is going to be on fire. I love it. Yeah. Brandon Ingram is my guy. Yes, sir. Forget Zion, CJ, my guy too. But Brandon Ingram is my guy. He's the best player on that team for sure, hands down. Mm-hmm. Couple other studs: Trevor Kills going to the Knicks, big kid out of Duke. Think a football player trapped in a basketball player's body. <laughs> the Trevor Kills, he he is what the Knicks need. They need some toughness. And yes. putting him with Obi Toppin to take care of R.J. Barrett, unless he's in some trade talks as well. Yeah. You need a guy like that that's going to be a cornerstone piece moving forward, at least helping your team. He fits that Tibbs role. Yeah. Uh, another guy that sticks out to me there, uh, late in the draft, a kid, Isaiah Mobley, who is Evan Mobley's brother and still gets, and he got drafted by the Cavs too. Yeah. Big wing, mm-hmm. who's a 3 and D guy. But he's a little bigger, 6'8", 6'9". He can score a little bit. He's a nice piece off the bench for the Cavaliers. So, to me, man, right. I'm, I'm looking at some of these second-round guys. Like, it's, no guy's really going to shock you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you know. I mean, obviously, you got some all-stars. Nikola, Yo- Nikola Jokic, 41st pick. You see what he's doing. Signed the biggest contract ever in the history of the NBA. $52 million a year. 275 I mean, hey, bro. Big ups, brother. But Man. he did it. He did it at forty-one. Draymond Green's a Draymond Hall of Famer. Green, Mike yeah. Green. So you got a lot of guys that had Hall of Fame careers, but yep. none of these guys are going to shock you. 
But don't be surprised if a lot of these guys stick in quality situations mm-hmm. moving forward. And I love what you said about New York, man, in terms of getting that down in the gritty that you need. That's like what this, they need. Like the Hoop Kings podcast. Yes, sir. But uh, Apple Spotify. Yeah, they definitely needed to sign a guy that can be there when Mitchell Robinson gets hurt again. Because we know he's going to get hurt again, even though he just resigned mm-hmm. for another deal. He got the he got he got feet like Junius Algauskas and Yao Ming put together. My man says Junius Algauskas. <laughs> if you follow the game, we know them dudes got bad feet. Big Z, where you at, baby? You know them dudes got bad feet, man. So <laughs> yeah, bro, because like and with New York, because I was just watching the uh, other podcast. I was watching Up and Smoke podcast. I mean, all the Smoke podcast, and they had Jesus and Mayor on there. Of course, they're huge New York fans. They're just talking about how the league. You even mentioned already, like the league is better when the Knicks are good. When the Bulls are good, Pistons, when the Celtics are good, Celtics, when Lakers. the Lakers are good, league's better. You know what I mean? Because you have those core fans are going to come back to the TV screens because they're only going to watch if their team is good. Outside of the Knicks, they're just they're like Dallas Cowboy fans. If, if I can highlight that, and I want you to highlight this, yeah, we still got the baby boomer generation. They grandparents now, yeah, but them people born in between the, the ones late, watching TV, late forties exactly yeah. to the mid sixties. Mm-hmm. That's that boomer generation. They don't want watching, so right. who they gonna watch? They the ones paying the tickets to go to the games too. In the front row, <laughs> exactly. And they gonna want they gonna want the teams they grew up with. Exactly. This ain't me and you. Yeah. You know, we we got a few years for that. We not mm-hmm. young, but we ain't old. So right. to us, it may look different in thirty, but to them, mm-hmm. that's where the the paying customers at, and they right. gonna want to see them traditional teams. Exactly, man. So I'm loving the way that the league is blooming into this new generation of basketball. Uh, we had mentioned that the three and D guy is kind of the new big man. Yes. Uh, when we were growing up, that's something that you have to have um, in the NBA. Um, I love how we've gone from just having one quote-unquote super team. I think the super team name has has left, in my opinion, because I feel like almost every team has at least two All-Stars that are going to contribute towards making the playoffs or toward championship. So uh, seeing the parity in the NBA, um, I love how the NBA Finals is – Almost an open door now when it comes to, you know, teams coming from the East for sure. Uh, and I think LeBron's dominance, of course, you know, hindered that. And with him getting older, who's going to be that next guy? Uh, who's going to be having that the torch passed to them? Is it going to be somebody that's coming up in this upcoming draft? Or is it somebody that's right underneath our nose? 100%, man. I, and just to piggyback on what you said, the, the young talent. Yeah. I'm not that old guy sitting on my porch saying we used to do better in my day. <laughs> I think it's a blend of both. Yeah. I think it's a blend of both and I think all generations need to realize that the game gets healthier and it's healthy to look back as well mm-hmm. and I think uh, a lot of these teams are they're looking back at the old model and doing it because that's the right way to do it and I don't mean like that's the only way but that's the most successful way your Bro. Golden States or your Boston your yeah. teams like that go ahead and I think this because uh I forgot who said this. I don't know if it was Matt Barnes or if it was uh, Kendrick Perkins. But they said, if this works out in Minnesota, with these two big guys... It's going to change the league. It's going to change the league. (laughs) (laughs) All it takes is one. All it takes is one, bro. All it took was with Golden State, they put Draymond at the center. And that changed. Everybody says Steph changed the game, that, but them putting Draymond at the that center really changed the game. Changed the game. And now, if they are successful in Minnesota with Gobert and with Cat at the five and four, and they're dominating and they're getting to the conference finals, and they sneak into the finals one year, oh man, we need we need another big man. Then boom, here we are again. 
the game is like a cherry pick. Okay, break it down. It's like, and I don't mean like a basketball cherry pick. And what I, what I mean by it's a copycat league. Okay, that's gotcha. the word I was going for. It's gotcha. copycat league. So if you win the championship, that's the model you're going to mimic mm-hmm. to try to get back, or at least you're going to try to do something to knock that team off. Right. Like you said, man. If if you look at, I love what Minnesota did, and we'll dive into that. Mm-hmm. I like their team. They're big. They're strong. Please, Cat, play strong and make this statement <laughs> relevant don't to the be, fans. Right, don't be a catch-and-shoot guy. Don't, Still don't, don't be fragile, Cat, mm-hmm. if you're listening to me, player. I love you, but you're a little fragile. But to get back to my point, <laughs> they're big, they're strong, they're athletic, mm-hmm. and if they can do something, all rosters will start to be big, strong, and athletic, and the 3 and D guy might be on its way out. Absolutely, man. And uh, just to Ooh. close, just to close out the show, um, I wonder what the league's gonna look like when LeBron is gone. ESPN will be really sad. You know what I'm saying? They'll so, be really sad. And that's something I definitely want to talk about. It's still me basketball related. We just want to talk about that quote unquote new media. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, cause you have you know guys our age and younger starting to get into this media, Dreamer. starting to get into this media space. And you know, JJ. you know, those go conversations are going to change. You know, mm-hmm. that the aspects on how we see the game is going to change. So I definitely want to talk about that in later episodes. We're gonna go ahead and close this one out. Uh, we went ahead and just talked about the draft. We talked about the finals. And we have a new episode coming up next. We're gonna also talk about free agency. So stay tuned for that. So this Baby. is uh, yes, sir. So this is the medieval king art. It's your man, Coach Flight. Once again, we down in the gritty. We bringing it to you live, raw, and uncut, baby. It's the Hoop Kings podcast. We out. Peace.